Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411. We're getting started on Maxi. Yes. I think this is going to be a three-parter, I think. I think so, because as she gets older, she has way more material to talk about. But also, so we typically use General Hospital fandom. They don't even start her until 2002. Which is crazy. Yes. So then we used Soap She Knows to help fill in the gaps, as as well as SoapsFandom.com and Soap Central's Who's Who in Port Charles. And also... YouTube to help try to fill in some blanks. And I think that I might have, no, I didn't because Wikipedia and general hospital fandom were pretty much the same. Okay. So today we're just going to cover her as a child. I don't really even know if it's going to take us to 2002 because they don't really have an end. So we're going to take her through. We're just going to get started on her. <laughs> we'll see where we end up. Exactly. So Mariah Maximiliana Maxi Jones is a fictional character. She was born on screen on October 31st, 1990, and she is the oldest daughter of super couple Frisco and Felicia Jones. She was originated not being a baby baby. Right. The first time that she really had like talking lines and storylines was by Robin Richards in 1993, who played the character until 2004. Since 2005, the character has been portrayed by actress Kirsten Storms. Maxie is also one of the characters in the summer 2007 run of General Hospital Night Shift, which premiered on July 12th, but we need to still watch the second season. Right. And her birthday was revised, so she's only been sore-assed a tiny bit, four years, when she was aged to 16 in 2002. 
But interestingly, it was the same actress. So she was played briefly by someone named Danica Stewart in 2002 before she came back, before, before Robin Richards came back because the fans were not having it. Right. But they aged her up using the same actress. Yeah. I, I so don't understand that. Kind of cool, I guess. I don't know how they did that either. And we were actively watching it then. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know either. So I guess we can get started with her birth. Did you watch any yeah. of her birth? I watched them trying to come up with her name. Okay. I didn't watch the actual birth. Did you watch that? No. Ish. Ish. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, so we already know that like she has BJ's heart. Yes. I watched that whole thing. <laughs> And I tried to only watch the parts that were right happening, like right then, because that like dragged out for a while. And I didn't want to watch because it was it then turned to Frisco and Felicia and Felicia and Mac not really centering around Maxie as much. So I tried to not watch that stuff. Yeah, I finished that. (laughs) (laughs) But so Maxie was born on Halloween night, 1990, while her mother, Felicia, was stuck in her apartment window dressed as a clown. That's not entirely accurate. No. Why are they saying she was stuck in the window? I don't know. And almost every single one says it that way. Yeah. She was dressed up, but she wasn't stuck. No. Okay. Do you want to go over? Did you watch like the lead up to it? No, I didn't watch enough of it to talk about it. Do you? So I watched, maybe we watched opposite sides then. Okay. So I watched like the lead up to it where there is a playlist on YouTube called Frisco and Felicia, Maxie's Born. And there's part one, six, seven, eight. So I had to go look for two, three, four, five, six. Right. Two, three, four, five. Frisco was practiced. So Felicia was on bed rest and she was, she was doing like painting and crocheting and knitting and like all this stuff. And there was one really cute scene that she was doing a, a paint by number or something. Mm-hmm. And she wound up painting his face. And she's like, oh no, you're going to pay me back. He's like, nope, I'm just going to love you. And he kissed her to show how much he loved Aww. her. And so she got the mustache and uh, goatee on her face as well. And it was just cute because they, they were actually together then. Yeah. No, they didn't get married until 1993. So they were falling in love while they were playing Fresco and Felicia who right. were already married. And he kept yelling at her for like getting out of bed. And, you know, it's Felicia. She doesn't sit still very well. Right. And so one day, so I did skip through a lot of stuff, but he had like a plastic baby doll that he was practicing on <laughs> in the nursery. And he called her Michelle and told her to eat all of her peas. And then at one point he said, Jessica, like he's just like trying it all, all these different names. He eventually says Diana, like all these different names, uh-huh. tells him that she needs to trust him and that he's not, she's not allowed to date. And Felicia wound up walking in and he's like, you weren't supposed to see this until we brought the baby home. He finished the nursery, yes, but he did it all in pink. They didn't know what they were having Mm -hmm. and they were very set on, he was very set on, we're having a girl and she was very set on, no, we're not. Okay. So, and he just told her, he's like, I just knew, you know? So then he comes home on Halloween and she's wearing like this goblin mask dusting and scares him as he walks through and he yells at her. And she says that it's been a year since they got back together. So Halloween is also like their re-anniversary. Okay. But he finally gets her back into bed and she's bummed out because she's the only person that's not allowed to go out for Halloween. So she decides to put on, she, she's like, if I just dressed up and then she looks down her belly, she's like, no, people would recognize me. And she's like, unless, 
And then we see her happens to have a clown costume. She just happens to with a huge pan (laughs) and a large oversized jacket. And she put on her clown makeup. And as she was ironing her tie, okay, I mean, I'm sorry, (laughs) ironing the tie for a clown costume. That just cracked me up. She wants to look good. The door rang. Well, the power had gone out. So she went to fix the fuse. And then when she came upstairs, the doorbell rang. It was trick or treaters. So she went out, gave them candy and everything turns around. She locked herself out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And this was back before cell phones. Yeah. And she did not have one. And then there were three like tween boys, but they were just, they were just dressed up and they wanted candy. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I live here, but the candy's inside. Cause she had run out. Like she had been yeah. handing out the candy and they, they're like, you just don't want to give us any, like they're giving her a hard time. And she's like, do any of you happen to have a quarter? I'm locked out of my house. And they're like, no. And they leave. Okay. So then Frisco was working and this is the thing. Like, so I was skimming through a lot of it. I think that he might've just been a detective then because he was in a cop car with a cop and she was saying about how he's retired or how he doesn't work there anymore because he wants a family and he says about how he wants to watch his daughter grow up. Uh, you drop the ball on that one. It was a nice thought. But Felicia was finally able to get a hold of him. So she's kind of like walking around. And so I don't know how she got a quarter where she got, was able to find a way to pay for the payphone. She gets a hold of him. He's in the squad car and she told him that she locked herself out and he hung up without knowing where she was. So the police officer, it's like, well, let's at least go to your house. Maybe she's there. Maybe she just went somewhere. Well, they get there and Felicia's not there. Okay. Cause she's been wandering around, like looking for a payphone or someone to give her money to call somebody. And so he searched all over the place for her, eventually winds up getting back to the house and he notices, oh, because the police officer was like, um, did you think to go inside? Right. If you haven't seen her. So then. He notices like a flashlight up in their apartment window, which I didn't understand this either. So at some point, I guess the power must have gone out again. Okay. It And he goes up. It's Felicia walking around with a flashlight, still dressed as a clown. And she tells him that it's time. So all that to say, Frisco saw her through the window dressed as a clown, but she wasn't like stuck because I'm reading this and I'm like, she was not stuck in the apartment right, I'm window. I'm thinking she was trying to climb in a window to right. get back inside. That's what and I then kept waiting stuck. for. No, it was, he found her inside the apartment walking around with a flashlight and she's like, yeah, the baby needs to, it's time. Yeah. And so they get to the hospital. He drives him to the hospital and thankfully he was able to wipe off the face paint before the baby was born. And he slipped up and was like, you need to take this off before he sees you. And so she's like, ha ha, I told you we're having a, a boy. Yeah. And that's where I left. That's what I dropped off on. So did you okay. actually see like Maxie being born and everything? I did not watch her being born. I saw them at home. They brought her home mm-hmm. and didn't have a name for her. Okay. And so they were sitting there discussing what they should name her and they didn't like anything that they came up with. And, you know, like, like whenever you're naming your kid, you say one thing and he says, no, that reminds me of someone says dog. And then you, he says something else. Or you come up with like, a name that reminds them of a treat. My daughter's name. Someone told me that it was going to sound like Oreos. It does. Cause I wanted to, I want to name her Aurora. And if I was going to call her Rory. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, they go back and forth with the names, blah, blah, blah. And then she says, or he says, Mariah after her grandma. 
And then they say Maximilian, because that was the grandfather. And she says no at first because the grandfather was a jerk, which I don't know that whole backstory okay. of or whatever. And so then they come downstairs because Bobby and all of them have planned like a potluck to celebrate the baby. Aw. So they come downstairs and they're like, okay, we want to announce the name. It's Mariah Maximilia Jones, but we're going to call her Max. They did not start out with Maxie. It was just Max. And everyone in the room, Sean was there and Tiffany was there and Bobby was there. And that's the weird part of them aging her up is BJ was there and BJ is like four Older than her five right. and is like, what's the baby's name? Blah, blah, blah. Like she's full on speaking parts. And then just a couple years later, they're the same age. That was, it throws me off. Well, cause they, they had to have sore asked her then when in 1994, which we'll get to in a minute because she was about the same age as BJ then. Right. Right. When the car accident or the. Yeah van accident happened they were the same they were the same age then Mm -hmm. or they were close in age yeah um so because yeah because so they would have aged her twice but they say that they aged her to 16 in 2002 but it was still robin richards but still i don't know i mean they definitely changed the way that she dressed at that point in time yeah she was an older girl but i don't know I don't, I just don't know why they decided to do that because it just messes up everything. But I mean, they do it all the time. So whatever. But out of all of them, though, like she has not been aged up that much. Right. I think it's just because they play with everybody else's ages that it, it messed me up with all of it. So, um, anyway, yeah, they announced the name that they're going to call it Max and Tiffany right away is like, hi, baby Maxie. And Frisco is like, no, it's Max. We're going to call her Max and all of them. It shows Tony and Bobby in the kitchen, like getting food together. Uh-huh. And he says how happy he is to have a niece and whatever, but they, he hates the name. And Bobby's like, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking either. And so Aww. it like went forward from there. So it's because of Tiffany. Tiffany was the first one. I don't know what officially changed it to Maxie, but Tiffany was the first one to say, yeah, Maxie, not Max. Oh, that's so sweet. So it was cute. And then this does ma- mention that... She was given the first name Mariah in honor of Felicia's grandmother, who was Texas-based Mexican royalty with both Anglo and Aztec connections. Aztec princess. We're going to have to do, we're going to have to watch all of that. And yeah. And then Maxie's middle name, Maximiliana, is given in honor of Felicia's relative, Maximilian. And they call her Max, but Maxie was the nickname that stuck. There you go. We'll see. I'm glad I didn't miss, like, if there was an actual decision to... Um, make it that and then like the first couple years of her being a baby i don't think any of it had to do with her until 1994 which she would have been aged up because robin richards was six years old when she joined general hospital as maxie jones okay and so we're just gonna read her quick little fandom because there was a lot of upheaval when she people still sometimes they're like they should have never gotten rid of seeing her as the teenager I don't understand why they didn't just let her keep going. Right. I mean, I, she was born in 1987. So she's the right age. She's the right age. Yeah. I don't know, but it says she was just six years old when she joined general hospital as Maxie Jones. Richard played the role until late 2001 when the show decided to recast with Danica Stewart, but Stewart was short lived in the role and Richards would eventually return in 2004. Richards was again, let go from the show Hmm. and would eventually be recast with Kirsten Storms. Richard's last acting credit was in 2006, was a 2006 episode of Veronica Mars. 
again, so weird. So many general hospital people were on that show, including yes. Spinelli. Yep. Richards went on to attend college majoring in business economics and now works in that field. And she got married to Jess Parker on August 20th, 2011. And she won the Young Star Award for Best Actress, Best Young Actress Daytime in 1998. Aww. So... Because, I mean, she's the first person I think of when I when I think of Maxie Younger, it's yes. Robin Richards. Oh, absolutely. But she actually started the role in 1994. Yep. In 94, Maxie becomes seriously ill and needed a heart transplant to save her life. Her family rallied around her, and Mac even located her father, Frisco, and took him to be with his daughter. Did you watch all that? I did. Did you watch it? <sighs> I did, but I it made me not like Frisco. I remember watching it then. And being like, oh, this is so romantic and cute and whatever. But now seeing that she ended up with Mac because Frisco continued to be a jerk, I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, Frisco, go away. While Maxie waited for a donor heart, her cousin BJ was in a bus accident that left her brain dead. Felicia was overjoyed to learn that a donor's heart had been found for Maxie. But when she learned that it was BJ's heart, she was devastated. That was hard to that watch was. because it was Lucy's fault. Not Lucy's fault. Not Lucy's fault, but Lucy who broke the news because she, she was, was sitting just there so crying, overwhelmed. Yeah, right. And she thought that Felicia knew it was BJ's heart, and that she had so no idea. I would have liked to have seen when BJ or when Maxie was little, and BJ would have been, you know, just a couple years older or whatever, of seeing Lucy be BJ's mom. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that, that we could see. find. I wish it, they would but... have flashed back though, like as she was talking about. Right. Yeah. Because I don't remember any of that. Right. So same. That was sweet whenever she was talking about it, even though it was sad. Um, BJ's parents, although heartbroken over BJ's death, were grateful that BJ's heart could save Maxie's life. Each year on the anniversary of BJ's death, Felicia and Bobby visit BJ's grave and give thanks for the gift of life she was able to give Maxie. I cannot believe, like, they did such a good job. They did. With all of that. So one of the things, so we're going to go like a little bit deep dive off all that. So Maxie, cause I didn't watch the part where she had apparently already gone through like the Kawasaki's disease. Right. Because that was at the beginning of the heart. And there's an entire playlist. We'll put it in the show notes of the heart transplant mm-hmm. storyline. Cause Felicia's like, I thought that was all done with. And so Kawasaki's disease is also known as Kawasaki syndrome or mucocutaneous lymph node syndrome syndrome. God bless all you medical professionals. Right. Is the most common cause of acquired heart disease in children in developed countries. Huh. Yeah. Katie affects children and smaller percentage of teens creating inflammation in the blood vessels, particularly in the coronary coronary arteries. The average age of those affected is 2. 75% are younger than 5 and boys are 1.5 times more likely than girls to get KD. So Maxie had been sick mm-hmm. and Kevin came over to hang out. Did Kevin and Felicia ever have a thing? Were you picking up on that? <laughs> um, I think that it was alluding to the fact that Ryan had been obsessed with her. Okay. And then Kevin seemed to like her and she was not caring because she liked Kevin and he was a different person. But the other people around her were like, it's freaky that Ryan was obsessed with you and his twin brother seems to put himself where he doesn't belong. Okay. So he had come over to visit and he noticed that Maxie was having trouble breathing. Did you watch this? Mm -mm. It was beautiful. Well, it wasn't maybe beautiful. It was genius. 
Okay. So he's like, let's play a breathing game. Let's see who can hold our, like who can breathe the deepest and breathe out the longest. So he didn't want to freak her out. Right. And so he did it first and he kind of faked it or showed that he was having trouble Okay. to make it okay that she was going to be having trouble. Right. But then he went over to, Maxie had a Frisco bear that Frisco had sent and he went over to Frisco bear and Frisco bear did it correctly. Okay. And then he had Maxie do it and she was struggling. And then Kevin was like, you know what? Can you do it again? And this time I'm just going to, I'm just going to put my ear up to your back. And Felicia walked in and as a mom, Oh, right. I'd be like, excuse me, what are you doing? Yeah. And then when she realized, and he was like, okay, we need to get her to the hospital. Turned out, and that's when it turned out that she had pneumonia and Monica and Simone talked to Felicia that she was in heart failure, but they needed to clear up the pneumonia first. Oh, okay. And Monica suggested a new technique, a PET scan. Oh, that's funny. Right. I mean, I just, yeah. And they explained her getting on UNOS for the transplant. Oh, and it was nice. great because they had the great conversation about it. So they did a, like we've talked about so many times, there's so many things that they bring great awareness to. Yes. And at one point, I forget where it was, but Felicia said something about how, how could people be so selfish and not be an organ donor or something like that? And I forget who it was that corrected her, didn't correct her, but just said at the time people are not thinking, or they might have like misinformation, Mm -hmm. but people aren't thinking that they could potentially do this. And then if they haven't made the choice, the families have to make it. And they're in such grief that they don't think with a, like with that mindset. And so at that moment, Felicia said, she goes, I want to be an organ donor. And if something happens to Maxie, I want her organs to be donated to help others. And she looked at Mac and he's like, I've already signed up when I went to the DMV to get my license. Okay. So like, but it was a very, it was definitely a PSA, but they did a really good job of keeping it like a natural conversation, but also not shaming people who aren't and just getting the information that it's not necessarily selfish. I mean, I'm an organ donor personally, because they're not going to leave you for dead. Yes. They don't check your license to see if you're an organ donor first. They just go to help you. Right. But I have like just a whole other, I'm not going to need it anymore. Right. You know, so, but this was also going on while Robin was getting in trouble with stone when she got arrested for drunk driving. Like Matt came to the hospital and was all upset, Okay, but had to, and he quickly said to Felicia had caught, like, I just had to pick up Robin from the police station. It's while Maxie was in the hospital. Okay. And so I don't know if they still do this, but like Maxie was behind that plastic yes. sheet and everything. And she had to be zipped up. So she couldn't even like hug her mom. And she kept crying to her mom. And she was like, please take it away. Please take it away. Aw. Little Robin Richards isn't amazing at six years old. She is sitting there crying. Yeah. And it was, it was like a, a child and she was a child, obviously, but you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's like, it was really happening to her and she was doing an amazing job acting. So then they found out that Maxie has small, small P blood factor. I could not find what that means. So if you're in the medical small B, well, let's <laughs> check that on Google then. Small B blood. Well, that still doesn't say anything. I thought it was, there was just like something in her 
blood. Like, you know how like they do the Rogam testing and everything when you're pregnant? Like, I thought mm-hmm. there was something like that, that there was something either missing in her blood or she didn't have it or whatever. But so they tested her blood and she has this small something, either P or B factor. And so they had to do the blood testing and Tony got tested. He had BJ tested. Felicia got tested. Right. Matt got tested. And then Sean Donnelly was mm-hmm. visiting and mentioned. And Felicia was like, well, where's Frisco? And he's like, I can't tell you, but if you go to Washington, D- if someone were to go to Washington, D.C., they might be able to tell you. Yeah. And Mac volunteers to go. Such a good boyfriend. He's a thousand percent. We've said it a million times before. He's a hundred percent about the kids. He's like, no, if this is going to save Maxie's life, I'm going to go. So he winds up going to Somalia. Mm-hmm. To get him. And then there's all these things. And Frisco's like, you better have a good reason for being here. He's like, yeah, your daughter. Right. Exactly. No, I just came to visit. Shut up. But did you watch those? I saw oh. like the tail end and then it went back into. When they were in, they were in a plane and Frisco pulls out a picture of him holding baby Maxie saying that it's his good luck charm. Maxie pulls out a picture with him, Felicia and Maxie now and says, yeah, she's grown up to be quite the lovely little lady, quite the little beauty, and told him that he could keep that because he has a copy. Oh. So, but he did it. It was definitely like a backhanded. Yeah. But he's like, seriously, you're not going home to that daughter. Right. Like, this is what your daughter looks like now. You seriously don't even know that? Right. So then he gets there, and Maxie is just like so excited to see him, and then she winds up getting the... So then all the horrible stuff happens where there's the bus or the van accident with the bus driver, and BJ winds up and Tony is dead set. He's like, I don't want them to know right. that it's us. Yes. And then it winds up coming out. From Lucy. Yeah. From Lucy. And then Tony does tell Frisco. I mean, the whole thing yeah. was just amazing to watch. And we'll just, we'll have to, I feel like we kind of did just do the whole BJ's death too, which stinks. But yeah. it's part of Matt. It's such a part of Maxie's story. Exactly. But while she was recovering, Frisco and Felicia like fell asleep outside of Maxie's room Mm -hmm. and Kevin came over and Frisco was like, Oh, are you one of the doctors that I should be thanking for saving Maxie's life? And Kevin said, ask me again in 20 years. I'm a psychiatrist. (laughs) Yes. That was really (laughs) funny. But he really is because he's the one that picked up on the pneumonia. Right. hundred percent. He is the person to be thanking. Right. Not saying that Felicia was obviously not going to take her to the hospital at some point, but. Right. At that point, you know, hours matter. So if Felicia didn't notice it till bedtime when she was putting her to sleep, right. it could have made a huge difference. Right. So then Maxie gets out of the hospital and. I like that Frisco said to Mac, what's up with this Kevin guy? Because uh-huh. I don't like him. That was funny. Yep. They were both on the same wavelength of. Mm-mm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what's he doing here again? Because Fr- Felicia wouldn't answer. Yeah. Yep. That was good. But Frisco was also really nice to Felicia about Mac. He's like, I really like him. He's good to you guys. He he takes care of you. He obviously loves you. Yes. But then Mac wakes up with Felicia because of a look that she gave Frisco. But that's a whole other thing. But he was right. But that's a whole other thing. But he was right. We'll just leave it with that. He was right. Obviously, as we're going to get to. Yes. But we have to do Frisco and Felicia sometimes. Oh, my God. But so then Felicia tells winds up telling Maxie about BJ because I guess they're having a party and Kevin was over again and Maxie's like, oh, and BJ can come to my party. And Felicia's like, honey, you know what? 
she's not going to be able to come. And she's like, why not? And she says, you know, she was in a bad car accident and her head got really hurt. And she was actually in the hospital at the same time you were. And Maxie said, okay, well, when she leaves, we can have a party for her. And Felicia says, well, she did leave, but she went to heaven. And Maxie immediately said, like, and started crying. She's like, but if she went to heaven, that means she died. And Felicia's like, yes, honey, it does, you know? And she's like, but I didn't get to say goodbye. And then she starts, Felicia tells her that BJ did get to say goodbye to her in a very special way. And that her new heart was BJ's heart. And Maxie's like, did I at least thank her? Aw. But Robin Richards was amazing during this again. Like, can we go back? I don't, I don't think she won an award for her acting because the one that we just said was right, 1998. Yeah. She was robbed in 95. Yeah. Hence, I don't care who else. There's. Tell me who actually won in 1995 because I don't believe that they had a better story. Right. But it was just, it was heartbreaking to watch that because, but it was really good too because the way that Felicia explained, explained it, it was, that was very good. It was very age friendly but to the point yeah you know she didn't sugarcoat it right. she was you like can't lie to your bj's kids. died you have her heart yeah so huh. did you cry how much did you cry is a better question i oddly did not oh okay. but i think it's because i was more panicky on i need to get through this oh okay to- i did i teared up a little but i didn't like cry yeah but i also feel this so like the next paragraph says fans consider that the most heartbreaking scene on General Hospital is when BJ's father, Dr. Tony Jones, laid his head on Maxie's chest and listened to his daughter's heartbeat within his niece. I've seen that scene so many times. And even though I've seen Stone die a million times watching him lead up to it, but I oh, this was different. This it was, was different because I knew child. Yeah. But I also knew the whole thing yeah. already. Right. Whereas with Stone, like there was a lot of stuff I didn't know. Right. But and that's the thing too, because Monica was operating on Maxi and Tony wants to scrub in. Yes. And she's like, no. And he's like, I don't want to, he's like, I just want to be there. And she's like, you cannot even be in the room. Right. No. But, and this is when Bobby was cheating on Tony. So like right before they find out that BJ is in this horrible accident, and Tony catches Bobby in the hallway with Damian Smith. Mm-hmm. 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 So they were all dealing with a lot of crap. They were. And uh, as much as it was not helpful during the circumstances, I liked the fact that he didn't just like forgive her and fall. Oh, back no. He her. was like, he was, nope. They're like, well, you should be with your wife. Nope. She doesn't want to be with me. She can be somewhere else. Or they came down to her and said, you know, where's Tony at? And she was like, he doesn't want to be with me. No, he doesn't because you were cheating on him. So sorry. No, but they did. And yeah. it was just, and he was kind of, Bobby was resistant to give BJ's heart. Because she was still, she was, quote, still breathing, you know, and Tony's like, you are a nurse. You know that she is dead. Right. You know, and Tony was like, um, she's, and it went and double checked the blood t- type first before even suggesting it. And then when it happened, but it was beautiful. It was. They, they really did a good job with that storyline. Yeah. And then she gets out of the hospital and a couple months later, they're at the nurse's ball and Felicia was performing dressed up as a clown to some song about April showers. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to it. <laughs> okay. But Maxie winds up going up on stage with her 
And Bobby's watching off to the side and she's like, that's BJ's heart dancing on the stage. So it was like, I'm really glad that Bobby and Felicia were able to work through all that together because Mm -hmm. Felicia lost it. Oh yeah. She was like on the floor crying. She was like, she cannot, like, this is not happening. Yeah. So they were, that was good. That was good. That was good. And that's really all the stuff that like we have serious details about because then it just gets into the next part. But that's like really all that Maxie had for storyline. Yeah, that was the only storyline. Did you watch in between here and where the next paragraph is going though of whenever Georgie was born? Nope. So Well, we watched that during the Luke stuff. Yeah, but I focused on just when Maxie was on screen. Okay. And it was super cute because um so it showed Felicia telling Maxie that she was pregnant okay. and she was like, is it going to be a brother or a sister? And she said, I don't know. It's going to be a surprise. And Maxie was like, maybe if it's a brother, then daddy will stay around because <gasps> he'll want to be with like oh. a boy. And Felicia was like, no, why would you even think that? Like boys and girls are equal. They can do the same things. And you're always going to be special because you're our first and blah, blah, blah. And the fact she, that like, she even thought yeah, that she put her oh. hand on her stomach so she could feel and they fell asleep together all snuggled up and then felicia had to do a dna test because she wasn't sure if it was max or frisco's and then whenever it came out that it was frisco's she was happy because mac had like all these expectations that he was building up and she knew that was not going to work out in that way but then she was like oh no about telling frisco because he'd been such a jerk already so he finally did come back after georgie was born and he was trying to pretend like he was mr dad or whatever but he wasn't really being helpful and so then he finally was like you know anything that you need i'll do it and her grandma was in town and she was like you know what we could really use a shopping day and lunch and so Maxie said, well, that's not fair. The daddy's never here and he's going to get to stay home with the baby and I have to go to school. Can I stay here? And Felicia was like, yeah, I guess you can take the day off. Go ahead. And so her and Mariah went out to do lunch and shopping and whatever. And then Maxie's like, daddy, you have to play with me. Daddy, you're playing. They didn't call it Barbie. She had a different name, but you're playing dolls wrong. And then the baby would cry and he would be like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, I can show you how to change a diaper. Like Aww. it was so cute. And she played that like little girl scenes perfectly too of, you know, how kids are like, yeah, yeah there's a baby, but pay attention to me. And right. I'm just as forth. important here. Exactly. Oh. And so then, um, Felicia came home and Frisco had called his friend from wherever he was on his last adventure over to help. And so that guy was helping. And he said to that guy, come on, you have kids. And the guy was like, yeah, so do you, you're two right here. Like get in there, dad. Nice. And so, um, Felicia was like, well, how did the day go? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, it was fine. It was no problem. And Maxie spoke up and she was like, yeah, daddy fell asleep on the couch. He was snoring and he didn't know how to, and the other guy was playing Barbies wrong with me too, because he was making the Barbies like, you know, rough and tumble women. And she's still playing like wedding dress. Right. And Frisco says to Maxie at one point, you know, it's the nineties. It's all about choices. Like girls don't have to just get married. They can be doctors. They can be lawyers. They can this, they can that, blah, blah, blah. And she turns back to him and she was like, mommy told me the nineties is all about women's choice. So like, this is what my party wants to do. We're getting married. Exactly. Exactly. So it was women having a choice also means they can still want 
exactly. to be married. Exactly. Wow. So it was, again, it was just really cute to see the kid yeah. scenes and, you know, she played those perfectly. Oh. So it was a nice, after I'm watching, glad that we watched different stuff. Yes. After watching the heart transplant stuff, it was nice to see, oh, okay, she's back to being a normal kid and she's picking out, you know, crazy yeah. clothes that don't match and just being whatever. But, and I just love the fact that Felicia was like, okay, dad, here you go. Deal with all the crap I deal with all yep. the time. Yep. Jerk. Such a jerk. And it's not babysitting when it's your own kid. Exactly. It's being a parent. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever he says to this when guy, people say that. you have kids. Yeah. Oh, is dad babysitting today? No, dad is taking care of his kids. <laughs> right. That's parenting. The same thing I do all the days I take care of them. Yep. We might be a little bitter. <laughs> Maybe. But anyway, the next paragraph says Felicia, Felicia had wanderlust and frequently left the girls in her mother's charge. Was her grandmother, wasn't it? It was. For some reason, it keeps saying mothers, but it's oh, grandmothers. No, it's yeah. grandmothers. Mariah. Yeah. Maxie's, and then the next sentence. Says, yep. Yeah. Maxie spent most of her childhood bouncing back and forth with sister Georgie between their grandmother's ranch in Texas and Port Charles while their mother traveled around the world in search of new adventures, which is also super annoying. Maxie resented Felicia for leaving. When Felicia realized that she needed to spend more time with her girls, Maxie rejected Felicia for her constant abandonment of her children. She finally relented, really wanting and needing her mother. Did you watch any of that? No, but I kind of remember her just being, you know, angry like you would be. Like, right. you left me. You and dad just left me. Yeah. Uncle Max raising all these girls because you guys can't bother being with your children. Because then Mac and Felicia got married. And Maxie and her sister Georgie were elated to be a family, but it didn't last long because Felicia left on another adventure and Mac took the girls to go live with their grandmother. And what, when Felicia tried to reconnect with her daughters, Maxie wanted nothing to do with her. Mm -mm. I might have accidentally copied that sentence. Okay. Oh, um, but Mac took the girls to live with their grandmother and then it took a lot of persuasion, but eventually Felicia brought the, the three of them back to Port Charles. Mac and Felicia were forced to pretend to be engaged in order to catch a Mac look-alike. Maxie and Georgie were excited over the prospect of Mac, who loved them as his own children, and their mother getting married. Mac and Felicia ended up getting married, and they became a tight-knit family, but Mac and Felicia didn't stay together. Mac sued for divorce and custody, and Maxie wanted him to win. And when he dropped the custody battle, she blamed her mother. Mac raised Maxie and Georgie alone after Felicia left town to go undercover with Frisco after the couple reunited. So, both of those paragraphs were taken from a couple different places, and I think that they might have been talking about the same thing. Yeah. So if it sounded redundant, probably was. But end story. Here's the thing. Mac is actually not their uncle. Right. Like anywhere. Right. He just raised them. Yeah. He gets like the best dad award ever. He does. And then it just says that Maxie and her sister Georgie have been raised by Felicia and their stepfather Mac, although it's definitely just been Mac. Right. <laughs> I'm like, no, Mostly Mac. Are we going with a different time? Because she wasn't around. Their father, Frisco, had little involvement with them. Although they kept Frisco's last name, both Maxie and Georgie have always considered Mac to be their father. And then it says that Maxie's tumultuous childhood led to troubled teenage years. Dun, dun, dun. That's where we're going to pick up next week. Did you see the beginning of the teen years though? Lucky. I went up to, yeah, when she uh -huh. had the crush on Lucky. Yeah. That was so cute. That's how I knew. I was like, wait a second. I was like, I think we need to stop here because that's. It was, it was sweet though. I feel like that was still before she started getting bad. Like that, maybe that was the like leap. But that's it. exactly. But cute. Yeah. That was where I was getting not confused, but annoyed with the age differences though, is because 
her one birthday, they showed the little kids going trick or treating Mm -hmm. and um, Carly was there with Michael and Michael was about three and they're saying, okay, I have to take him home because he has to get to bed. And Maxie is, it didn't say the age that they were making her in 2000. I don't know if that was 2001 or two, but anyway, what age they were having her be at that age. She was dressed more maturely and crushing on lucky already. But I was like, now it seems like Michael is older than Maxie or the same age, but they're not because they had already aged her and they hadn't aged him yet at that time. Right. Well, it's the same thing that we talked about with the Cameron Spencer Emma situation. Right. Because there was a love triangle when they were little, but now Cameron's older. Yeah. And Lucas and Georgie Mm -hmm. were like closer in age. I'm not saying that Georgie wouldn't have been older, but in my mind, she's not that old. (laughs) She's still a teenager, which I know is not right. But yeah. So yeah. So that is the childhood. I guess I can say that's the childhood. There you go. Of childhood. Maxie Jones. Next week we'll get started on, I guess next week we can do the teenage years and then we can do the there you go. adult years after that. Boom. So if you remember something from Maxie's childhood that we forgot, please let us know. Join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.